So welcome to the first episode of the Forgotten Clubs Around the World podcast. I'm your host, uh, Philip. And uh, the first club that we are going to be featuring is former League of Ireland club Sporting Fingal. Uh, a club that you voted for uh, with 40% of the vote uh, to be the first club to feature on the podcast. So um, let's let's start off obviously with the with the facts about Sporting Fingal, uh, a club that was only around for three seasons, but yet made a huge impact in uh, League of Ireland and was quite successful in those three seasons. Um, they were founded in 2008, um, basically a joint initiative by uh, Mr. Jerry Gannon and the Fingal County Council. Um, Jerry Gannon was the chairman of the club and basically funded the club. Um, the first manager, and, and the only manager, uh, was Liam Buckley, the current Sligo Rovers manager, of course. Um, and yeah, the first season, they they were relatively successful. They came fourth, and they also uh, had the, the top goal scorer uh, of the first division, uh, which was Robbie Doyle, who actually scored 17 goals that season. Um, their first competitive game, uh, which actually I was at, uh, was out in Longford, uh, and they actually lost, uh, they didn't start off very well, uh, they lost 5-1. Um, Peter Hines scored the first ever uh, Fingal goal. They actually took the lead that game. Um, they went 1-0 up, and Peter Hines' goal was actually a a 45 yard lob uh, which it was an actual screamer I remember it and uh, I remember me and eight other lads who had travelled down to the game um, not really knowing what to expect uh, but when that went in and we went when it up uh, it was kind of like whoa maybe we're in for 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 a treat here but uh, no no we lost the game 5-1 um, it was still it was still a good experience it was, it was a great first game um, the crowd was uh, quite quite large because Longford had only gotten uh, relegated from the Premier Division, so they still had a core uh, base of fans there. Um, I remember uh, they were they were singing uh, "Stand Up for the Longford Town," and of course, me and the eight other lads uh, boys we sat down, and as soon as they finished, uh, we we stood up and started singing "Stand Up for the Fingal." Um, all nine of us. Uh, but in fairness, the Longford fans took it, uh, took it well, and uh, they started applauding us and stuff like that. Um, I remember when the Fingal players and and Liam Buckley actually walked out at the start of the game. They were amazed to see that there was actually nine fans there because, you know, they weren't probably expecting uh, any fans to be gone down to Longford, um, for for that game. Uh, but uh. We were there. Uh, we, we we enjoyed ourselves, uh, but unfortunately, yeah, we lost five one. But as I said, th- that season um, was was decent. Uh, first season in the first division, uh, coming fourth, and of course, uh, Robbie Doyle um, scoring, becoming top goal scorer with all seventeen goals. Uh, Robbie Doyle, a, a quite distinctive character, <laughs> uh, a bit like Marmite, really. Um, you either love them or hate them. Uh, used to used to wear these. Um, uh, I, I don't know whether you could call them tights or uh, bicycle uh, things underneath the shorts, but it was quite uh, 
yeah, he got an awful lot of abuse from uh, from um, opposition fans and even even some of his own fans used to get abuse off despite uh, his uh, goal scoring records. Um, yeah, he's just one of those, he's just one of those players. Uh, a bit of a bit of a bit of a big time charity. Like, uh, look, he was a good player. Uh, that that's all I can say really. Um, but uh, yeah, so obviously the first first season. Uh, coming forth uh, and kind of developed a little bit of a rivalry with uh, with Shelburne, obviously a local rivalry. Um, now Shell's fans will say there was never a rivalry there, um, but we could say that you know maybe there was because they actually came to Martin Stadium with a huge banner um, saying uh, things that shouldn't exist, um, uh, something to do. With, uh, Beer, a uh, non-alcoholic beer, uh, the appendix, and Spartan Fingal. Um, it was it was it was quite a good banner to be fair to them, but uh, it obviously showed that we, uh, you know, Spartan Fingal had got under their skin a little bit, um, because you know they made that effort to make that banner. Um, obviously, they were probably afraid maybe some of their fan base would be would be taken away by Spartan Fingal because. It was such, you know, they were all so close because the two clubs are so close together. Um, yeah, it was just a little bit. It's just a little bit of a rivalry there um, in the three seasons. Um, the second season though uh, was even more successful for Sporting Fingal as they came uh, third in the league and uh, then had to play um, in a playoff, which they actually won against Bray Wanderers four two on aggregate. Um, and yeah, that they basically uh, got got promotion uh, to the Premier Division uh, in only their second season. Uh, and once again, uh, for the second season in a row, we had the top goal scorer of the first division, which was uh, Conan Byrne uh, with 19 goals. Now Conan would probably be known as Mister Fingal. He played every single game, uh, bar one, which was uh, Leinster Senior. Uh, a Leinster Senior Cup game against Bowles at Daily Mount that he didn't play, uh, but other than that, he played every single game for uh, Sporting Fingal, which is an amazing feat if you think about it in, in three seasons. Um, as well as getting promoted, they also won the FEI Cup um, final, beating Sligo Rovers 2 1 in Tallis Stadium. Um, in dramatic fashion really they, they were 1-0 down uh, because of an Owen Doyle uh, goal for Sligo Owen Doyle of course was over in England banging them in uh, previously there with Bolton um, Swindon um, but uh, yeah he scored for Sligo but um, Colly James uh, another cult hero for, for Sporting Fingal uh, got a penalty uh, scored it in the 85th minute and then Gary O'Neill scored in injury time um, to send the Sporting Fingal fans, uh, well, you can only imagine a last minute goal uh, in the cup final. Um, there were scenes, uh, and it, it was a great day, really. Great, great, great for the club. But not only winning the trophy, the FAI Cup, um, they also gained access. They also gained, um, they entered. The, the Europa League so not only winning your trophy in the second season and getting promoted 
they were now also competing in Europe. Now, I remember being at their first ever fans meeting, um, which was actually held in Swords in uh, River Valley Community Centre with Liam Buckley, and I think Conan was there as well, and uh, a few of the fans were there. And Liam was outlining what the club wanted to do, and I remember they said they wanted to get into Europe in five years. Now, I remember laughing at that, thinking that's that's quite an ambition, um, you know, want to be in Europe now it is quite it is easier for Irish clubs I suppose to get into Europe because you know you only have we only have two leagues so yeah we only have to get promoted into the Premier and then get a top top three or four but obviously we done it a quicker way uh, by winning the cup uh, and yeah so they, they, they qualified for the Europa League um, for, for the next season um, in their third season basically and uh, they drew uh, Portuguese uh, Primera side uh, Maritimo which is quite a big deal you know, Maritimo were, were in, the, in the Premier uh, playing the likes of Sporting Lisbon uh, Porto Benfica you know these huge European giants um, so Sporting Lisbon got played that summer um, the away leg they lost 3-2 over there which is you know, good results, two away goals. Um, I think it was Glenn Crow had signed and he scored, and Locke and Fitzgerald also scored. Um, but in the home leg, they also lost 3 2, uh, which was actually held at Daily Mount. Um, and they actually went 3 0 down uh, until Amos Zayed pulled two late goals back. So it was always, it was always going to be an uphill task. Uh, to beat the Portuguese side, but you know, nonetheless, it was it was a it was a valiant effort. Uh, losing six four in aggregate to a side that, as I said, play against the likes of Porto, um, Benfica, Sporting Lisbon, um, you know, big sides. Um, Sporting Fingal though went on uh, to play obviously in the Premier Division that season. And uh, they, yeah, once again, they were, they were relatively successful. They came forth, uh, qualifying for Europe again. Um, you know, competing. Uh, they were always up there. Uh, they weren't too far away from top spot. Only a couple of points, really. Um, but that that was basically it then. <laughs> uh, if, 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 if I'm going to be honest, that, that's it then. Uh, what happened was then the recession hit Ireland. Um, Jerry Gannon um, was basically overhauled by Nama. His assets were were stripped. Uh, Sporting Fingal being one of those assets. Um, there were there were attempts to keep Sporting Fingal going uh, with with the Fingal County Council, but they basically neglected it. They they obviously couldn't uh, do it. Um, and other projects that were, you know. Related to Sporting Fingal, like the Fingal Sports Complex that was um, announced uh, a year before. Uh, basically, what that was it was going to be a sports complex was going to be built out uh, near Lusk, um, where Sporting Fingal would be playing their home games. Uh, but other other activities would have been played there as well. It was going to be a whole thing. It was actually going to be worth about ten million. Uh, the government were going to fund it. Uh, along with uh, the Fingal County Council but as I said the recession hit Ireland and basically the recession killed Sport and Fingal um, now people would say oh well you know Jerry Gannon it was all just a franchise as it was 
many a nickname by other clubs, uh, Sporting Franchise. Um, and, you know, the sugar daddy uh, got, got brought down. Um, yeah, that, that, that is true, I suppose. Sporting Fingal had all their eggs in one basket, um, if you like. And once that, that uh, basket, I suppose, uh, uh, tipped over uh, or collapsed, uh, that was it. Um, unfortunately, really, because, you know, the area of Fingal... Uh, it's such a big area, uh, population, towns like Balbriggan, Lusk, uh, Rush, uh, Malahide, and of course Swords, which is which is huge in itself. Um, you know, they had a representative in the League of Ireland. Uh, people say, oh well, you know, you can go support Bowes, you can go support Shells. I mean, Bowes and Shells are about 40 minute drive away from Swords. For example, uh, so you think about on a Friday night, uh, all the traffic. You're only after coming home from work, and then you're trying to get to a League of Ireland game at, uh, you know, half seven, quarter to eight. Um, it's not ideal, um, and and you know, I've had arguments with, with people because I'm, I'm I am from Swords all my life, um, and I I just don't believe Shelburne or Bohemians uh, represent. Um, the area of Swords or even Fingal as a whole I believe that you know this area should have uh, its own League of Ireland representative and Spartan Fingal was that uh, but unfortunately as I said um, probably bad financial management uh, coincided with the recession and um, really brought, brought, an end to, brought an end to a project that uh, could have been very very successful had it been uh, under different circumstances, and maybe at a different time, a different era, uh, it could have it could have uh, been fairly successful. Um, I mean, former players that came from Swarton Fingal, for example, um, Irish international Sean Williams, uh, he played for Millwall, MK Dons. Um, he played for Swarton Fingal. I remember him playing. He was he was top top player. Uh, Glenn Crow, uh, he played for uh, Swanton Fingal for a season. Um, Eamon Zaid, uh, Libyan international. Um, Colin Bourne, of course, who went on to have a quite successful uh, career uh, with Pats. Uh, and then he obviously actually joined Shelburne as well. Um, yeah, so I mean, Swanton Fingal had tons of players, uh, uh, great players that played with Peter Hines. He went off to play for Shells. Uh, he actually scored against Spartan Fingal. Uh, and, and I remember he celebrated against Spartan Fingal um, with the L Cup there celebration. Uh, we did give him abuse that day, so I suppose his uh, celebration was warranted. Uh, other players like uh, Adam Kirby, uh, great, great player. Um, Welsh goalkeeper Sean Williams, uh, he played in the first season. Uh, Brendan Clark, uh, also another another League of Ireland stalwart there. Um Dean Corcoran. Um now playing with Drotted up with play with Bohemians. You know, there, there was there was a whole host of players that I could I could go on. Um and, and they really were uh, it, it, it really was good times. I mean I remember travelling all over Ireland uh, just to follow them. I remember even going down to Atlone on a cold Tuesday night. I mean, a cold Tuesday night. 
uh, it was absolutely freezing and there was only about five of us went down um, but I think we won 1-0 I remember Conan Bruins going uh, screamer um, yeah it was it was, it was mad times uh, I remember going to Waterford uh, they always had a, a full house down there in the RSC um, bit of a bit of a bit of a weird side in the RSC because of the running track and stuff like that I didn't really like it because it was so far away from the pitch um, but I remember going down there the first time and we, we went to a bar near the stadium and they didn't have points they were giving us bottles um, of Budweiser so you go up and ask for a pint of Budweiser to give you a bottle and a glass uh, a bit mad uh, the, the, the bar itself was actually tiny um, I can't remember what it was called but uh, yeah it was, it was stuff like that um, we also we travelled to places like Kildare another forgotten club uh, Station Road um, went down there uh, done a great point down there um, we also went to Monaghan um, a club that many people mentioned when the vote went up for what club should feature. Uh, I suppose we, we give Monaghan a little uh, mention because a lot of people have fond memories of it, uh, of Gorty Keegan uh, and, of course, the famous Mondog. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we went down there. We, we actually brought a good few down there, and I think a lot of people enjoyed going up to Monaghan because uh, not only did you get the, the Mondog, but they also done a great point uh, in, in the bar there, as they did in Station Road and Kildare. Um, because they're county, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, not only you know, not only the football, but you also got to travel around Ireland. I mean, as I said, we're Longford at Lone. Um, I remember also going up to Dundalk when Dundalk were in the first division. Um, yeah, well, I can't say it was a pleasant uh, visit. We went up there, and uh, the first time we went up there, it was only a, we only had about I think thirty. We went up in a bus. And the uh, Dundalk fans weren't weren't exactly welcome. Although you, you don't expect to be welcomed, uh, we I think we lost the game three uh, two. But I remember um, Robbie Doyle scored, and he ran over to us. You know that little away section where the wall and stuff like that. And he basically just ran over, and they all the swapping our players ran over. And we jumped in. And, uh, it was great. Now I think we lost the game three two. I remember Sean Williams actually caught the ball and stepped over the line. Um, it was a bizarre goal, bizarre game. Um, I remember Dundalk fans surrounded us and, and started. Now not all Dundalk fans, but um, started spitting at us and stuff like that, which was quite um, quite an experience. <laughs> but uh, we we were surrounded by Stewart then after that. Uh, only the majority of us. Um, and then we went up there the season after and uh, our bus got smashed uh, the window uh, brick went through it so um, yeah not exactly pleasant memories of going through the lock um, for a Spartan Fingo um, I mean we played Bray obviously in the playoffs the Carlisle grounds was, was always a, a decent little trip uh, still is uh, we played uh, another club uh, Salt Hill Devon that are also a forgotten club um, and quite a quite a few forgotten clubs there um, in 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 Spartan Fingal's uh, short history that they played but uh, it, it, it generally it was it was it was a great three seasons um, 
for myself. I mean, I, I, before that, I did used to go to Bowls and Shells game only because I'm a, I'm a big football fan. Uh, was wasn't a huge fan of Bowls or Shells. I just I was a football fan. I wanted to go to League of Ireland and I support League of Ireland. Um, but Sporting Fingal kind of um, opened up that love of League of Ireland. Maybe uh, you could say um, for myself. Because you know it was a club that I could relate to. It was a club that I could associate with, um, because they were you know local to me. You know you get people uh, saying, "Oh, I swore your league world and club before before supporting your Premier League club," um, and 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 that and that and that's that, that you know that's fair enough. But I just feel, and I know a lot of people around here feel that Bohemians and Shells aren't. Our local teams, and we might as well support the Liverpool or Man United, um, because you know balls and shells aren't local to this area. Now a lot of people around this area do support them, and, and I mean I've I've gone to a few shells games, uh, and I would go to balls games and, and Pat's games as well, um, but uh, it's just it's not the same, and I think a lot of people will relate to what I'm saying. It's not the same. Unless it's a club that's just right outside your door, that's representing your area, um, which Spartan Fingal did. Um, will they ever be back? I, I don't think Spartan Fingal as an entity or as a club will ever be back. But I, I can see a club maybe um, coming, uh, you know, being built around this area sometime in the future. I know people say, oh, it's been done with Spartan Fingal, uh, Dublin City, another forgotten club. Um, there was that uh, venture of um, or the project of Dublin County uh, that went uh, they, they tried to apply for a licence last year and just missed out um, you know but I, I do believe there will be a club uh, sometime in the future in the Fingal area um, you know all the resources are here for it uh, as I said Spartan Fingal was just unlucky in the era that they were uh, and the financial planning uh, and the recession that hit. Um, if 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 it was a different time, different era, we could still be talking about Sporting Fingal as being one of the most successful League of Ireland clubs uh, to date. But uh, unfortunately, we're not. Unfortunately, we're talking talking about them as a forgotten club. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, that's Sporting Fingal. That's the history of Sporting Fingal. Um, all I can say is they are missed from myself, um, especially uh, the away days, uh, which are which are great crack. Another away day actually I should throw in uh, was I remember the last game of the fourth season when we went down to uh, Wexford, Ferry Carrick, and uh, you know a few lads, me and a few lads decided to dress up, um, you know typical away day. Uh, so I think I dressed up as elves, um, got down there. Absolutely hammered, drunk. We were drinking Jaegers and all on the bus. Uh, got down there, and uh, the Wexford fans, I think, started slagging me. Oh, yeah, there was actually a good few Wexford fans uh, at Ferry Carrick at this stage. Um, they started slagging me or something like that, and I think I think I, I uh, threw a bottle at them or something like that. I, I was only 19 at the time. Um, threw a bottle, and I actually got uh, ejected out of the stadium. Uh, before the game even started and uh, I remember one of the Wexford fans uh, shouted out Elvis has left the building and the whole crowd laughed uh, but it, you know it's memories like that um, 
that that really uh, stick stick to you. I actually still got to watch the game, but through a kind of a, a fence outside uh, the stadium, uh, we I think we lost the game three two. But I remember that that day uh, we celebrated shells not getting promoted. I think that was the day where Limerick uh, stopped them in the last minute at Talker Park from getting promoted. So I remember there was a a big cheer there in uh, Ferry Carrick and uh, Westford that night. And um, but uh, yeah. As I said, uh, Sport and Fingal, while they were only around for three seasons, uh, still made a huge impact in League of Ireland and uh, will always be remembered, um, especially around the, these parts. Um, so that's it for the first episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, as I said, we will be uh, putting out an episode every, mo- uh, every Monday at 5pm. Um, we will put out the vote. Uh, every week as to what country you want the club to be from and then of course what club you want to hear about um i'd also like to say uh, our official sponsor uh, elevation styles uh, a big thank you uh, to them for uh, helping us out and jumping on board uh, go check them out uh, elevationstyles.com um for you know it's it's all about uh, being best dressed if, if if you want to find out uh you know the best uh ways to dress up for different occasions that's the blog and that's the website to, to go uh to go have a look at so go look at that and um hopefully uh you enjoyed uh, listening to the show uh give us any feedback on our twitter uh forgotten clubs around the world uh we also have an instagram forgotten clubs around the world as well uh, so yeah any feedback uh, any comments please do uh, leave them there and hopefully you'll join us next week uh, for episode two cheers thank you and bye